People like to think we're reckless Never wanting to change We know we ain't out here flawless We just trying to play the game Oh, that's millennial things For you We just trying to Hey y'all, it's your favorite podcast host, Lynn D, here to talk about all things millennial. And I am still here to say that my intro is dope. Once again, for the 1000th time, he's probably going to get sick of me saying it, but shout out to Lance Scott of Great Scott Music for this super dope intro for this podcast. Y'all, I just be listening to it just to be listening to it because it's dope. That's all I have to say. Y'all, we're going to go ahead and get right into this episode. This is part two of the conversation that myself and my friend Matt had about situationships. In this segment of the rant, we kind of just bring it all back home and talked about, you know, our concluding um ideas about situationships and about millennial dating and so i really hope that you enjoy the end of our conversation stay tuned for this episode's segment of the rant How do we avoid it? How do we avoid situationships? Well, you avoid situationships by when you see the 80 and when you encounter the 80, you just go ahead and cuff the 80. Um, you avoid situationships by when you, by not ignoring the red flags. Like, mm. I, ignore, I ignore red flags. Red flags is how, I mean, we all have, you say you don't want to check a box, but we all have our red flags. Yeah, like I'm either going, I'm not going to be with a person who does X, Y, and Z. But then you'll see that and you you ignore it because you you you'll you'll see the potential, but you can't follow the potential. No, you cannot. <laughs> you'd be like, nah. I mean, she do got a kid, but she can dance, so you know what I mean. Is she is she funny? So I'm just going get past the red flag or she do have a husband you know what I mean and so wait a minute that's not a red flag but <laughs> that is a red flag that's a door a that's a whole door like that's a whole barricade like what <laughs> so y'all judge me now you know what I'm saying I done had that situation yeah she got a she got a husband I'm but I mean but we have fun together and she pay for she pay for the food every time we go out. So you know what I mean. So you ignore the fact that she got a husband or whatever. So like I'm just, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm speaking from experience right now. Y'all don't do that. Don't be like him. Don't do that. I can't help it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Judging you, friend. I'm judging you. <laughs> I mean, she was married, not me. Oh my god. 
I love you. I love your transparency. It's one of my favorites. I mean, she, she, she was married, not me. You know what I mean? But, like, but I ignored that red flag. When I found out she had a husband, that should have been the end of the conversation. Right. But then I was like, ooh, nah, she back there. I got to talk to her. I can't. Back there is Birmingham Talk 4. She got a nice body. Back there. So, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I cannot. I can't. I'm, I'm just being real. So, so you can avoid situationships by not, like I said, like by not ignoring by yeah not ignoring the red flags like when you see the red flags like take heat you know what I mean like they exist for a reason yeah I agree I think you avoid them and I'm just gonna keep going back to the whole communication piece like I think you avoid situationships by having honest open conversations from the very beginning like what your intentions are from the very beginning what your expectations are from the very beginning and if that person either doesn't answer because not answering is an answer or if that person tells you something that you don't like to hear don't try to think that you're going to be able to change this person's mind or perspective and you're going to get a different outcome no Take them at face value, and that goes for men and women alike. Um, like being clear with with what you want, and requiring what you want, and not being afraid to do that. Um, and I don't mean like have an ultimatum with people. Like that's a bit extreme. But what I am saying is you know be clear and saying hey like i want to intentionally date somebody i'm interested in exclusively dating you are you interested in exclusively dating me if the answer is no then you got a choice to make are you gonna hang around and fall in love with somebody who's never gonna commit to you or are you going to make the choice to bow out gracefully before your feelings really get involved because I think that more than anything is the most dangerous thing about situationships is that your heart is always involved even if it's just a little bit and more often than not one person really ends up falling hard or falling harder for the other than the other way around and it just it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate and it puts you in a bad space relationally altogether because after that point who really wants to date after you've been in love with somebody who doesn't want to be with you or who isn't in love with you yeah that's real nobody yeah, that's that's hard it's hard to bounce back from being in love with somebody who don't love you back that's it yeah, it's hard that's like when the vet went to the car the baby boy and she said he don't love me no more like that, that you, <laughs> nobody wants to feel that no Nobody wants to feel, oh my God, it is so hard being in love by yourself. It is. Because it's not just like, oh, my heart is broken. It's like, yo, I love literally everything about this person. And I'm their 20. And that's hard to admit that you're somebody's 20. I don't see me being nobody's 20, but to somebody I guess I am you know yeah everybody's somebody's 20 we all are also somebody's 80 like I know I'm more people's 80 than 20 you know what I'm saying but even when I'm somebody's 20 I know that I'm a good 20 (laughs) and it's been times in my life and I shouldn't have subjected myself to that like you know what I'm okay being 20 you know what I mean yeah cause uh, 
You know what I mean? She got a husband, so obviously he he the eight. But this twenty that she come to me for, I give it to her. I'm weak. I, See, now I got another question. So something you said was, <clears throat> I knew I was her 20 and I shouldn't have subjected, subjected myself to that. So often, and this probably will tie back into situationships some kind of way, but right now I'm just curious. Like we never really hear men talk about their value. We always hear women do it. So like, can you speak to that? Um, I've been recently been on my eight, telling kings you know what i mean know your value know your value king. you know what i mean we we are valuable you know what I mean? don't don't we lead and 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 we take the head and we take the 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 majority of what's supposed to be like the breadth of relationships in life but still know your value do that for the right person you know what i mean um because when we speak to a true a Proverbs 31 woman, you know what I mean? Like, like, okay, I'm not gonna go deep. I'm not gonna go deep. No, go deep. I'm gonna pull it back. I'm gonna pull it back. But, like, um, <laughs> the whole men find value in a woman valuing him. Mm. That sounds like repetitive and redundant, but, like, you know what I mean? Men find like like if I make her happy, then I mean I men feel valuable. So, um, and you'll subject yourself to situations that you really are beyond, like that you really shouldn't be involved in. Like, I men will mess with a married woman because like they ain't it in the back of his head they'd be like, dang, bro, if she coming to me, man, I must have something he ain't got. Like, granted, it, it ain't nothing but the twenty. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got something that that I got something that her husband ain't got. You know what I mean? And that is still as it it should be, but that is still valuable to a man. Hmm. The fact that he 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 has something that you know what I mean. That she there's some value in you that she keeps coming back. And but that that leaves you in a situation where like you know what I mean. That can it it can become really really exhausting because you're you're only used for that one thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like I don't know, like that old rag by the toilet. Like you use it, you know what I'm saying? You pick it up just to, to turn the water on and off by the toilet, but you ain't really like valuable for anything else. So it's like you, know, <laughs> you ain't, she ain't gonna use you to clean nothing with, or or the, or the wipe nothing down with. She just pick you up just to make sure that her hands don't be dirty. Like so, it's that, and we shouldn't do it, but it happens. It happens more times than that. Um, and, and, and women do, and, and women have similar situations as well. What you mean? Like uh, when they know that they shouldn't be involved or subject themselves to certain things, but they do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's for a multitude of reasons, like not wanting to start over with somebody new. Um not wanting to be alone wanting somebody to feel that empty space like i honestly think that there are more people who are who really deal with people and i mean deal like deal with people just because they're afraid of the empty space of having to be alone 
And like one thing I had to learn like throughout my whole, I guess, journey towards being secure with myself is that being alone and being lonely are not the same things. Like Correct. you don't have to be lonely because you're alone. But loneliness really and truly is what will lead you down a path of destruction. It'll have you making decisions and doing things and involving yourself with people that you would never entertain in situations and situationships that you would never entertain just because you want or feel like you need somebody to fill that void for the moment because you don't want to be by yourself. And what I've learned is that the moment of loneliness will pass. Like it will pass as long as you are being constructive and you're making the best use of your time and you're still experiencing and living your life. Like I hate when I hear, and I I know I talked about this in my last um, podcast episode, but I hate when people are waiting around to experience different things in their lives because they don't have a mate to do it with. Like, yeah, it would be like real exciting and cute to go on a vacation with somebody, but you just not going to ever go on vacation because you single. Like, you don't even know how long you're going to be single. Hey, you can't say that about me. Now, I, I get that, and I always thought that was so lame. Like, you will look up people like Matt. You'll be everywhere. That's no, right. you'll be I everywhere. My, <laughs> I will fill my car up, and I will go to the beach by myself. And I'm like, you only become lonely when you don't value yourself. Like, yeah. like you don't need somebody to validate you. Like it's like you said, it's cool to go on a vacation. If you want to go with me and we and we have a good time, that's cool. If not, I'm go still go, and I'm gonna have a great time because I value myself a little bit more than I used to because you know at one point and I was anyway but um <laughs> I value myself so in valuing myself like I don't need anybody to to, to 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 add validity to me like I don't I don't need anybody else for me to feel valid like that's people become lonely because they don't value themselves they don't know the true value of themselves um, and or know their true worth. When, when, when you truly discover your new worth, your your true worth, you won't um, seek. I guess you won't seek validation from other people. Yeah, and honestly, I think in being that kind of person, it makes you so much more interesting to somebody who is interested in getting to know you or who wants to date you. Like, I think. I, I, okay, so like for me, I'm always on the teeter-totter fence of I want to get to know somebody new or I don't because getting to know somebody new can sometimes be hard work <laughs> and getting to know somebody new can also be disappointing if what you find out isn't something that you like. But at the yeah. same time, like I think, time, exactly. But at the same time, I feel like one of the coolest things about getting to know somebody new is finding out those different things about them, their different life experiences, their perspective. Like, that is so cool to me. Like, I love hearing that, and I'm going to just use you as an example, but I love hearing that you jumped in your car at 527 on a Wednesday and decided that you wanted to go to New Orleans. Like, what? (laughs) 
and y'all that's real life but what <laughs> like that's cool to me because like it i think spontaneity is something that is intriguing in a, in a person and in a relationship and it gives you an idea about like what other spontaneous things you can do with this person or if they're open to even including you in that area of their life you know what i'm saying but like, yeah. I, I think that that is one of the coolest things is when you have like something to actually bring to the table instead of like all of your hobbies being their hobbies just because you don't have any hobbies of your own. And it's almost like you don't have a mind of your own. Like at this point in my life, I feel like I have to be with somebody who will who is open to will allow me to and is excited about the fact that I'm going to challenge you but I also yeah. in turn want to be challenged you know that's real that's real um God. first of all I that goes back oh, I'm not trying I'm not trying to double back um Go me being a spontaneous I, I, me being a spontaneous person has also it's like a blessing and a curse because um, <laughs> I'm so spontaneous that you know people who love structure so much they can't make an adjustment. Me being spontaneous has led me to situationships. It's mm-hmm. led me to to deal with a person who I know you know what should be cool to, to 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 ride me on the road trip or should be cool to to go with me to the beach or should be cool with me to go with me to a random battle of the bands you know what i mean and it's, it's led me to to invest in all these different 20s in in the situationships um and then sometimes you know what i mean you find that person who regardless of what it is whether it's going to bible study on wednesday or it's going to find the battle of the bands they're down for whatever um and that's the 80 but it's just so hard to find do you think you run into more women who want that structure than you do those who are spontaneous? Yeah, it's hard to find somebody who's spontaneous. Like it's it's extremely hard. And me being so spontaneous has allowed me to string along different situations because mm-hmm. I randomly want to do something. And if you're not down for it, I'd be like, all right, cool. And I'll go by myself. But it's just it's I mean, it's a little bit more fun when you have somebody to live with you. So if you, if I wake up on a Tuesday during quarantine and be like, you know what, I want to drive to the beach and go snorkeling without a guy by myself. <laughs> Some people are like, oh nah, bro, you tripping? I ain't going. Then you got the one chick. They be like, shoot, I'm a water rat. What's up? And I be like, all right, let's go. Now I'm stringing along. You know what I mean? And I'm placing value on this situation where there's really no value there. It's just, you know what I mean? We just enjoy the street. Yeah. A bookmark for this one moment. Or if I um, am randomly spontaneous, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to, I don't know. I think I want to go to Chicago Fashion Week. And she'd be like, man, I'm well, you know, I ain't really into that. I'm not trying to be around that. Like, I'd rather just, you'd be like, all right, cool. I'll go by myself or I'll find a chick to go. And now I'm stringing along a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me being so spontaneous, um, it's it's been a bit of a blessing and a curse because the curse being has allowed me to maintain relationships that really don't have any value beyond that weekend. Mm, that's interesting. 
very interesting. But again, situationships are what? Situational. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense, you know, like everybody comes for something. The question is, what did you come for? You know? And when I come, I come for it all. Like, I remember um, dating this guy one time, and I know I've told you this before, but I remember the dating this guy one time, and he was just like, once again, I don't want to be in a relationship, but if I were to want to be in one, you would be the prototype. And I think it sounded cute coming out of his head, um, excuse me, coming out of his mouth, but really and truly, I was offended, because I was like, so you want somebody like me, just not me? Okay, bitch. Yeah, he wants somebody <laughs> like you. He wants somebody that's gonna have sex. You a whole virgin. That's what he was saying. That's what he meant. Like you cool, but we can't have sex. That's what that meant for you. you no, know I know. Oh, I, mean? I know what that meant. Trust. You know what I mean? Like there's bro, no- that's hard, bro. And I like when I was celibate, it was I thought it was just a male thing. It's, it's just a people thing. Like females no. could not. It's a people I, thing. It is. That I didn't want to have sex with them. Like, it, they just cannot accept the fact. It is a people thing. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, like, it's something different. It may not be, like, something like spontaneity, but to somebody who is sexually active, that's, like, a whole, like, they're like, what? <laughs> like, that's something they can't wrap their mind around. Like, what you mean we not about what? Like, they don't, they don't understand that. They don't get your reasoning. They don't get the point of it all, especially if they specifically find you to be sexually attractive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like that is, I honestly feel like my choice to not have sex before marriage has been the ultimate reason why I've been in, hate to say it, more situationships than I've been in relationships. And like, that's why I always, when people ask me, why are you single? My answer is always, cause my pickers broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how to pick them. I don't. And everybody's like, oh, they supposed to find you, honey. The ones who shouldn't be picking me are the ones who pick me. So until then it's like, you know, I have to listen and look and make sure that my eyes are always open and that I'm listening to what people say instead of just allowing myself to lead with my heart or my emotions or like my excitement about meeting somebody new. Like, And that's hard to do. Like, I've never been the type of person who would turn down or curve somebody that I actually think is really dope. But I'm at that point where it's like, I don't want to, even though my intentions are pure, my intentions are good, I don't want to lead you on in thinking that I'm going to change. You know, a lot of the time, people in situationships are stuck with somebody who's doing them dirty and they think they're going to change. But there's also an opposite effect where you are the person who has, you know, morals or has good intentions or <clears throat> has a certain path of life that you're walking on and you don't want to make that other person or lead that other person on so that they're thinking that you're going to change or you're going to eventually give in to whatever it is that they want you to do like 
I've been on that end of it too. And it's an mm-hmm. awkward end, but like I said, I'm an over communicator. I can't string nobody along. I don't want to be the reason why somebody is experiencing mistake blessing. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not fair. Because I often wonder how much time do we spend in situationships that is a waste of time that we could have been spending with the person we're really supposed to be with, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, this just got deep. It got like way deeper than I thought it was gonna go. But why can't it though? That's where I am. Listen. Yeah, I know, I see it. And you and you drop you dropping them niggas. You know what I mean? You dropping them niggas of wisdom. I'm just trying to pick them up and, and eat one or two here or there. I'm weak. <laughs> but again, this is everyday life for us. It is. This is a, a regular Matt and Lynn conversation. I never really know where it's going to go. but <laughs> I know. I always go somewhere good. <laughs> Gosh, that was so much, man. This... One podcast ain't enough time. I gotta come back. Oh, I'm you make can... notes, and I'm uh, and at the end I'm gonna say thank you for coming to my TED talk on lens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course I want to have you back. You know, we sit down, talk about it, and see what happens, and and roll with it. But thank you for coming today. Thank you for being open and telling all your business. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Of course. Well, take care. Y'all stay tuned uh, for our therapy session coming up next. What if I told you that it's never too late? It's never too late to go back to school. It's never too late to go after that person that you think is never going to give you another opportunity to love them. It's never too late to go after that dream that you so desperately desire to have fulfilled in your life. So often, life has a way of throwing us curveballs that knock us completely off of the trajectory of the path that we thought was going to be set before us. Sometimes the reason why we've never achieved or gone after those things that we want is because of our own fears, our own anxieties, or even our own bad decisions. But just because your life doesn't look the way that you thought it was going to look or you thought it was supposed to look at this point in time doesn't mean that it's too late for you to choose another path. It's never too late to go after what you want in life. So often I have conversations with people who maybe possibly didn't finish college. They kind of walk around with this thought process of, you know, it being too late for them to go back to school because they've been out of school for so long. They're not in the mind space or the mind frame to be in a classroom again. They don't know if they can keep up with all of the other students in the class. Or really and truly, they don't even know if what they once majored in is something that they want to major in now. But the thing is, the only thing that really and truly keeps us from going after those things that we let fall to the wayside is fear that if we actually go after it, we're going to fail. I'm here to tell you that you won't fail. 
your desire and your passion and drive will not allow you to fail, but you have to get out there and first try it to see where you're going to be and how you're going to do. Even if for some reason you do fail, that doesn't mean that it's completely over. You always have an opportunity to start again. I remember a couple of um, months ago when I made the decision to enroll in school to pursue a certification in nonprofit management, I had a lot of apprehension in the back of my mind about doing it. For one, I knew I wanted to go back to school and get certified in something that had to do um, with the work that I'm doing with my nonprofit organization, but I wasn't sure which school I wanted to go to. I knew I didn't have the time nor the space to go to school face to face. I knew it had to be an online program. And I also knew that I wasn't going to have the money out of pocket to be able to afford to pay for a program up front. So I needed to go to a school that would allow for me to file for financial aid. I had all of these things on the back of my brain. And at the same time, I just kept thinking, you know, I don't know exactly which program I want to choose. And even then, it's been so long since I've been in school, I don't know how I'm going to do. The last time that I was in school, I was a full-time graduate student. So it was a lot different for me. Like, yeah, I had a job, but at the time the job did not um, place a lot of responsibility on me. Like literally I clocked in and clocked out and went on about my day. But now that I'm actually working in my career, any bad move that I do will affect me and it will affect the hundreds of students that I serve on a daily basis. I didn't know if I would be able to balance being in school, working full time, running my nonprofit organization, having obligations to my church, running our college ministry, being a part of our worship team, and all the while trying to be a good friend and a good daughter to my parents. I didn't know if I could do it. And I really felt the pressure of my own state of mind. Like I was already overwhelmed with the many things that were on my plate. I didn't know if adding school to the mix was going to be something that I'd be capable of doing. Now, granted, it's not like I went to school and then stopped. However, I had apprehension and fear because I didn't know if it was too late for me to enroll in a program and actually still do well and maintain good grades with all of the life responsibilities that I have now. I wasn't sure if I could really do it, but I had to set my mind to do it. I had to stop talking myself out of it because this is a goal that I had for myself. Never in my life did I imagine working in the nonprofit sector, but now it is one of my greatest joys. And because I did not seek um, a lot of help and a lot of assistance from people in a formal way, there were a lot of things about the nonprofit sector that I didn't know. A lot of mistakes that I made along the way with running my nonprofit organization because I didn't have anybody who was out there doing that kind of work to talk to and to help me with navigating everything. Actually, in the nonprofit sector, there are very few people that are really and truly open to helping you and giving you the advice that you need to successfully run your organization because people see you as competition, which is kind of crazy because it's community-based work, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. 
I knew there were a lot of things that I didn't know and I did not want to continue to put my organization at risk because it's my responsibility to run this organization. And I knew that I needed the tools and the resources and the knowledge to continue to run it. And, you know, having an extra certification really and truly would put me in a great position because looking toward the future, I would love for my nonprofit to be ran on a national level, but I knew I had to learn preliminary things. And I didn't know if I could do it or not, but I took the leap. And I know I've said this in a previous episode, but you have to take the leap. You never know what you're going to do, who you're going to be, or what the outcome is if you never step out there and take the chance to find out. I took the chance. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to do. I completely forgot about how to do APA format how to write certain papers and where was the best place to search for scholarly articles. To be completely honest, I wasn't even interested in writing papers anymore. So beyond me. (laughs) However, I had to do what I had to do to achieve the goal that I had for myself. And for the first time in my collegiate career ever, I finished my certification just a few short weeks ago and maintain a 4.0 GPA the entire time. That wasn't even a goal that I had for myself, but I was able to do it. I proved to myself that I could do something that I didn't even think I was capable of doing. Now, that might not be your story. You may not be looking to go back to school. You may be trying to figure out if it's ever possible for you to go back and tell the one and only person you've ever loved that you made a mistake and you wanna try again. But what's the worst that anybody can say to you? The worst that anybody can say is no. And if they say no, at least you now know. At least you won't spend the rest of your life wondering if you let this person get away from you. That may not be your story either. It could be any number of things that hinder you and make you feel as though you've missed the window of opportunity to pursue something that you so desperately want to have in your life. But I'm here to tell you that it's never too late. People are starting over every single day doing unimaginable things. I remember being in graduate school years ago. There was a woman in my program who was starting grad school at 60 years old. Now, 60 is not like super old, but you've basically spent the last 30 to 40 years of your life in a career path that you're used to. This woman left corporate America to come and pursue a career in counseling, which is totally separate from anything she'd ever known before. And I'm here to tell you, she was beasting on all of us in the classroom, okay? But her drive and her focus were a lot different. So even though it had been many decades since she had been out of school, she just knew that she had to do what she had to do to achieve her dreams. And she was such an inspiration to both myself and to my other classmates. So I'm here to tell you, no matter how old you are, no matter how many years have gone by since the last time that you encountered this person or this situation or this career opportunity, No matter how many times you've tried to get this business off of the ground and it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out, I'm here to tell you that it's never too late. Believe in yourself. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in knowing 
that there is room at the table for everybody to do whatever it is that they want to do. Because at the end of the day, nobody can do what you do the way that you do it. No one can love that person the way that you love them. And no one is going to be able to achieve the dreams that you have for yourself but you. It is never too late. Time is a gift. Don't waste it. Don't waste another second or another moment discounting and discrediting and discouraging yourself. It's never too late. Go after your life. This concludes part two of our conversation on situationships with myself, Landy, and my friend Matt on the Millennial Things podcast. I really hope that you guys have been enjoying these conversations about really relationships. I didn't really intend for this to be a series on relationships but I mean that's kind of where we are at this point (laughs) I've been able to talk about um singleness friendships um and situationships and so I'm really looking forward to our next conversation where we're going to actually be talking about millennial marriage I really think that marriage as a millennial looks completely different than marriage has in decades and generations prior so we are going to continue in this vein and hit all of the steps and all of the stones to make sure that you guys have a really good idea about how this whole relationship thing goes and to be honest having these conversations has really helped me in trying to figure out how to better navigate all of it myself I know I talked about it a little bit um in the trailer episode that I did but your girl does not know how to navigate this whole situation with just dating and love and whatever you know within the millennial generation but I really want to learn how and I hope that you do too I still wholeheartedly believe in wholesome loving lasting um, relationships within our generation and so if nothing more I hope that these conversations are thought-provoking as always if you don't already please follow me on Instagram at Millennial Things Podcast. That's M-I-L-L-Y-N-N-I-A-L Things Podcast. Or you can follow me on my personal page and with my personal journey in life at Becoming 31 Status. Thank you for tuning in to Millennial Things. I'll see y'all around. Bye. my